With Root Insurance, you have the power to control your own rates, and that could save you a lot of money. Root is a new type of car insurance that looks deeper than traditional insurers by using the sensors in your smartphone to understand important details about how you actually drive. That's how Root is able to give better drivers a better price. Here's how it works. Just download the Root app, get on the road, and we'll give you a quote. Learn more at joinroot.com. Disclaimers may apply. See joinroot.com for details. That's not your nickname. (laughs) (laughs) Motherfucker. Uh, what's up, everyone? Welcome to the first episode of the Monday Night Marks podcast, where we break down Monday Nitro and WWF Monday Night Raw head-to-head, just like the war that occurred between Vince and Bischoff. I'm your boy, Max, a.k.a. Lil Q. I'm here with Hollywood Edwards, the boy, the homie. What's up, Hollywood? What's up, Lil Q? I've been wanting to do this for a long time. I have wanted to do this like years ago i just thought to myself i should just go back and go through the whole war i know it it was it it was it was kind of like because i've seen the nights like i've obviously like the raw we we watched um i haven't really seen because i don't really watch raw but i've seen like the first nitro a lot of times in like highlights and like the monday night war on the network like that show mm-hmm. and just stuff like that and i've never actually sat down and like looked at it for what it was so it was pretty yeah. cool doing that. um so in this episode we just looked at the first nitro because raw they they weren't airing because they were starting their fall season they called it um so we just looked at the first Nitro for this first episode, but normally we would be doing segment for segment, head to head between Nitro and Raw. But for this inaugural episode, we're just doing the first Monday Nitro. Um, so yeah, Hollywood, you want to kick it off, Mister Nitro, Mister yeah. Monday Night. Monday Night Nitro, September fourth, nineteen ninety-five. Um, you know, doing this show too, I'm interested because I'm interested to see what I remember. And mm-hmm. what's hazy. And I noticed there were some hazy things just doing this first show. But to me, okay, we're in the Mall of America. Which Minneapolis, is Wow. Minnesota. <laughs> and you said this was what they pulled a two point five. They pulled a two point five. The attendance, according to wrestlingdata.com. Okay. Um, it was it says approximately two thousand, but it was in a public mall. Like you can see in the shot when they first come in. Like, there's a crowd with, like, guardrails, and then there's people watching above, like, three stories above. So, like, who? I don't really think they knew. I'm yeah. honestly, I, I don't know this for a fact, but I wouldn't be surprised if a lot of the people didn't even pay to see it. Because, once again, it was a public mall, and I think they just wanted people there. Yeah, um, definitely. Like, that. that's definitely something that Bish would have done, I think. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, so, it, it 2.5 they pulled for it, which honestly is, like, not bad for the, a debut show. Yeah, Spe- sure. but that being said they weren't against raw so like they yeah. were the only wrestling show on which i don't know maybe a lot of people didn't know about it but 2.5 is not bad for an opening show like uh, that's definitely um i think i think bishop probably ha- would have been happy about that um for sure yeah definitely definitely uh 
the other thing I didn't remember first, well, first thing I didn't remember right off the bat was it's in a mall. I always remembered that. It was Mall of America. But the way it, the, the setup with the tears. Yeah. I think it looked pretty, pretty darn good. It did. It did. Being thrown in a mall. The only thing, like, the only thing that I, my issue was with it is, like, couldn't they have put up, like, an entranceway? Like, like, you, cause you could literally see, like, where the stores were, like, where the wrestlers yeah. were coming down. Like, that's yeah. the only thing. Couldn't they have just closed that off and thrown, like, I don't know, like a WCW sign or even like a black, like, tarp? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like an indie but, curtain. Right. Cause that looked to me a little bit. Because, like you said, the three stories, it looked like the Manhattan Center, mm-hmm, but on mm-hmm. on roids, kind of, because it had the yes. other, it had the, 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 the three, the third story, and it was circular. So, mm-hmm. I thought, I th- yeah, like, you're right, that did look cool. My That was my only, you know, bugaboo with it, was that, like, I don't know why they couldn't close that off, yep. but it is what it is. Actually, I, I think I know why they might not have closed it off, but we'll get to that. Um, so, mm, okay, okay, we'll get to that. So, the show kicks off. With the commentators, we got Eric Bischoff, Steve Mondo McMichael, who, for the record, I was never a fan of. Dude, yeah, I'm going to slander him a lot, I feel okay. like. <laughs> and, and Bobby the Brain Heenan, of course, comes in awesome on the, uh, on the McMichael intro. And right off the bat, I love it because he's giving crap to McMichael. He, yep. he said, oh, I loved watching you when you were playing with Denver. Yep. Obvious, obvious hit right away. Yep. Uh, and then I, I wrote. I literally wrote down for for this note. I wrote announcers Mongo question mark Bischoff <laughs> got one exclamation point and Heenan got three. Um, but mm. I, I I noted that like Bischoff was he was gleaming kind of like you could tell he was happy. Oh yeah. Like, like oh, yeah. you could tell he was like yep like we're in the big time now. Yep. And also also I noted Mongo was talking gibberish. I I, I like he he did it all show. And this is like he he said something about digging around, but it sounded like he was saying dicking around. And I was like, "What are you saying?" <laughs> like I was like, "Dude, I'm like, can you just let Bischoff and Heenan talk?" Like, yeah, the, the I, like, dude, the whole Mongo thing. I was just surprised, honestly. It was his debut too. I don't know if you if you like. I, I don't know. I don't remember if they said that or they mentioned yeah, they, it. But, yeah, but it was literally his first WCW show, and they put him on color. And I'm just like, I don't. Couldn't you just do the two-man booth? I don't know. Yeah, which I wasn't aware of. Yeah, I, I, I didn't know either. But Yeah, but uh, so, yeah, as we go, he his name may pop up here and there. But um, yes. So for the first match, it kicks off with uh, Jushin Thunder Liger representing New Japan Pro Dude, Wrestling. I know that was awesome that they mm-hmm. did that. That was cool that they threw that in. Yes, it was. Uh, versus Flying Brian Pillman. <laughs> Flying Brian. So this match starts, and for me, I'm thinking, oh, this is going to be a good one, right? Right off yeah. the bat. However, <laughs> interesting yeah. enough, this felt to me like a modern-day wrestling match. And, I mean, it was good, don't get me wrong, but there, there were a few timing issues, like on Liger's yeah, I, I Rana's, and there was there were a couple iffy moves with the two of them. I, I, I've i noted here... I, oh, also, here's another thing. Well, I noted on the botch fest. I, I noted Rana, botch, Liger. Like, he... So, Flying Brian did, like... He did, like, a Rana mm-hmm. within, like, the first sequence or something. And Liger, like, turned the wrong way entirely. Did you see yes, that? Yes, And he, like, landed... Like, he literally over... Like, so, say he was supposed to go... I don't remember what it was. I think he was supposed to go left. And he, like, overexerted and had to do a full flip by himself. Mm-hmm. Go right? And he, like, landed on Pillman's back. And I was like, okay, like, I, I get they're going fast because, like, that's a theme in this whole match. It's a very quick match, yep. and they didn't have a lot of time. So I get that, but, like, just slow it down. Um, and then there's, like, another part, bro, where he, he like, 
tries to he does like this yeah rana uh over the top and like he kind of does a senton then to like mm-hmm. a standing pillman and he kind of misses him yes and then like there's another there's another part where it's just like a cross body and they the timing was just weird like he, he got sent out and like he kind of like pulled the rope down for pillman to go over but he pulled it down too early so pillman kind of had to do it it was weird he didn't really throw him over it he just kind of like Pillman had to just like, fall out of the ring, kind of thing. Yeah, exactly. That but, exactly. And I mean, I feel like that's to be expected because I mean, Liger is a, a Japanese wrestler, and Pillman, you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. And they had the time extent, the the time, you know, constraints and stuff. But yeah, but this actually set the tone to me. First show, when you think back on Nitro, it, the the first hour it always kicked off with the cruiserweights. Yep. And I didn't realize that they did that from the very first Nitro. That's dude. You could tell like that. That's something that was cool because you could tell Bischoff yeah. had like a real vision for that. Mm-hmm. And he, like, cause the, and like you think about cruiserweights too, like Liger, you think of, but Pillman. I mean, he's not really like a cruiserweight. Cruiserweight. He's a little bit bigger. I always thought yeah. of him like he's not like a Jericho. He's like a middleweight. Right. Right. Yeah. But I mean, dude, he uh, he was. I thought he like it, it. Just sucks he was taken too soon because I always like Pillman. But this is the first match I really looked down. And I was like, dude, Pillman's like. I didn't realize how quick he was in the ring. You know what I yeah. mean? Like he he can go for sure. Mm-hmm. I, I also noted too, I, I, like it was kind of weird, and I get why it was kind of weird. But I was like, is Liger the heel? Like I, I like at the beginning, um, and then the crowd chanted USA, 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 and I was like, okay, so they're just rooting against him because he's Japanese. But I, it was kind of like it, to me, it was kind of presented as a face versus face match at first. But yeah, definitely, definitely. Um, and back then, you know how it was, right? Yeah. I mean, any foreigner was chanted against exactly for whatever reason but yep. uh so the only thing, few things i've jotted down here is and this is probably going to be a recurring theme on the nitro side of our podcast here but i was never a fan of nick patrick yeah he he, he you, you, <laughs> go. <laughs> you go you <laughs> go so the thing i like about nick patrick is he has like he'll hit he'll count the one and then he shimmies his arm up like yes. elbow first, then the arm. And it's like this very fluid motion. Yeah. But it's so fluid that when he's off or hesitating because mm-hmm. he's waiting for the guy to, to kick out, that's when it becomes an issue because it's so visual. You can yep. see it. Yep. It happened here. And we're going to get to more Nick Patrick as the, as we go on. Dude, the, he like I said, but man, it's just not good. <laughs> it's not. And and that's the thing, too. I don't know if like a lot of times, like you said, if he's off time, it's screwed up. Like there'll be times if he'll go down and I'll be like, did he just count a one or is that just right. him hitting the mat? And that mm-hmm. happens a lot. Yes. Um, but also beyond that, like, I, I don't, well, because he becomes, I mean, we'll get to this later down the line, but he becomes the NWO ref, I think, doesn't he? Yes, he does. Okay. Yeah. So he because I always thought like he kind of played into the match too much in a way. Mm-hmm. Like he was a little bit the wrestlers like he tried to put himself in front of the wrestlers but um yeah so patrick patrick i, I don't know he he it is what it is but like you said the fluid motion is kind of cool which just throws him off timing some sometimes yeah exactly exactly and the only other thing i have here is the commentary yeah again mcmichael he's trying to be funny giving giving crap to heenan mm-hmm. it's just not funny dude he he calls him bobby hernia or hernia something. yeah like 18 times and i'm like first of all that doesn't even rhyme with his name second of all what do you even like it doesn't even make sense yeah why why it's not even funny and then heenan poor heenan has to respond and the best he can come up with 
and Bobby Heenan's one of the maybe the goat. I think I think he might there. be, dude. I enjoyed I him a be. lot. I've, I enjoyed him a lot. But the best he can come up with is, oh, we're going to resort to name calling now. Yeah. And I'm thinking, yeah, that's because Michael, you know, you know and because he didn't set him up. I mean, <laughs> he's saying the weirdest things too. Mm-hmm. And 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 another thing I noted too is because you have like I love the brain, and but like throughout this match because it was so new school. Like, if you notice, like, they would do a move, and Heenan would just be like, oh, he, like, that's crazy. Like, they didn't know any of the names. Like, he did a DDT, I think, yeah. off the top rope, and they didn't call it, like, a tornado DDT. But, like, like it was 95, so I don't know if, like, they really had the the um, language for the, for that yet. Right. But I noted that, like, they didn't really do that. Um, And also, like, <laughs> Heenan, <laughs> as much as I love him, it was kind of great. He, like, so the, the, the finish, right, when they did the little whatchamacallit, I don't even know what it was, like the pinning combo. Mm-hmm. Um, Heenan goes, he got him, like, before he even got the three. Yes. I, I, I just thought, like, it was kind of cool. <laughs> yeah, but Pillman got the win. I, I don't know what they did. It was a combination move, but... It was like a it was like a pin, but it, yeah. but it was like it was like a weird sunset tumble fall off the top rope into a pin thing. I don't even know what to call it, but yeah. yeah I don't know either, but... Yeah, so, so far, like, I approached this show to watching it tonight. Um, as if it was my first time watching it, mm-hmm. and if they would steal me away from Raw. Okay. Mm-hmm. That being said, I thought it was a strong start, even with some of the negatives that we pointed out. I did too. Like there was, uh, uh, like just to name a few cool parts, I guess. Like there was, well, the, it, you know, the whole thing. Like Liger did a surfboard, and I was like, wow, I can't remember the last time I saw a surfboard. Yes. Yeah. And I was like, that's awesome. And they did this spot where Pillman like jumped off the top rope, and or wait, well, I think it it was one of them jumped off the top, and he the other, yeah, I think Pillman nailed Liger with like a jumping drop kick, and Liger like he just stayed like straight up, like he didn't really like prepare himself for it, kind of, and it yeah. looked great because he nailed him in the face, and he just <laughs> went back. It was it, it just looked great. But yeah, I mean, they were flying around the ring. I thought it was. Like you said, it really set the tone for Nitro. Like, because at the time, I mean, I feel like that's not something people saw on American TV a lot was exactly. that style of wrestling. So that was really cool. And I think Bischoff did a good job at making that like the first thing anyone sees. Mm-hmm. So they, yes, yeah. that's that's a good way to say it. Absolutely. So moving on from there. Yep. Got a quick picture in picture promo from Stinger. Mm hmm. And I think that was a good spot for it because, you know, it was just your basic, you know, Nitro, here we go. Da, 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 da. Woo, you know. Yep. I think he talked about Flair briefly or something. Cause it, right. But, but, dude, he – I don't know if you noticed this too because I noted it. Just even in that promo, I don't know if they, they must have had a screen or something or I don't know if it was piped in. But, dude, he – as soon as, like, especially, like, the females, like, as soon as they saw Sting, they lost their minds. Like, he yeah. was so over. Dude, he was on the screen for, like, 30 seconds maybe, 45 seconds. And they just lost their minds at seeing him. And I was like, dude, he is insanely over. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, it's going to be cool watching Surfer Sting a little bit before it becomes Crow Sting. Mm-hmm. Because, like, we always think of Crow Sting. But, dude, he was so over. Like, the fans loved him. It was crazy to see that. Exactly. And the other thing, too, is watching these originally, um, I wasn't watching Nitro. Right. So it's going to be interesting to see that Sting run in instead of watching youtube videos of exactly. surfer yep. sting watching yep. it in progression so yeah it's gonna be cool but from there pasta mania starts Dude, running wild i loved this <laughs> for no reason <laughs> i love this bischoff interviewing hogan with jimmy hart kids all around him at the food court 
in front of apparently a pasta Italian uh, kiosk. Yeah, it wasn't even a rest. It was literally like a food court mall. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> pasta, pasta mania. Hogan said pasta mania 50 times. Dude, at least I, I noted some. He called his, instead of Hulkamaniacs, he go, pasta maniacs, brother. And then he'd go, <laughs> <laughs> I, I literally put in, I put in parentheses on my notes, like three minutes of pasta mania quotes. He said at one point, pasta mania running through my brain. And I'm like, what does that even mean? And then he said, <laughs> and then he got away from the pasta mania and he started saying like, Hulkaroos and my Hulkachoos. And I was like, I was like, Crazy. I don't know, I don't know what's happening, but I was like laughing and enjoying it. Yep. <laughs> but I was just like, like, I wonder what Bischoff was doing, like doing that because like, Hogan, like, as cheesy as, like, I know that that the point was that it was supposed to be cheesy and, like, oh, here's Hulk Hogan, our big star, like, segment two or whatever. Mm. But, like, it was, it was, to me, it was more funny than, like, oh, here's our, like, big over star. You know, it, it was, it was enjoyable for no reason. It was so dumb. Exactly. Yes. It. Like, it was so enjoyable funny. for no reason. 100%. But the main gist of the promo, obviously, he's cutting it on Big Bubba Rogers, who he will be facing in the main event tonight. Mm hmm. Um, so from there, United States heavyweight title match. Yeah, brother. Ric Flair challenging the champion Sting. Mm-hmm. And this is Sting to paint the picture. Bleach blonde, purple and pink makeup, face paint, excuse me. Wrestling fans don't Wrestling fans. Face paint with the with the uh pink pants, magento, whatever you want to say. Um so getting into this match. Yeah. Before the match starts, Lex Luger mm -hmm. is shown out there. And this is great. And this is why I love Bischoff. And we'll get to this again with the NWO invasion. But right from the jump, Bischoff says, get that camera off him now. Yep. What is he doing here? Completely selling it. And the reason why, if you're if you're new to the Nitro side of things, WCW side of things, Eight days prior to this show, Lex Luger prevented a run-in during the main event of Diesel's match at SummerSlam. Yep. The main of Like, he was literally... He was in the main Top, top three in the at the time in the company? Like, Luger, mm -hmm. Diesel, Vader, probably, right? Right. No, Vader... Vader wasn't... Who, who else was there? Vader was in WCW. No, Vader's WCW right now. So, I guess him, Diesel, maybe Sean. But, like, either way, he's top three yeah like it, yeah, it which is fair. ridiculous and the thing i loved about this too and this is what i was saying about i'll get to to this like the it's that maybe that's what he wanted bischoff why he didn't put like a canvas back there from where the wrestlers were coming from because maybe he wanted it to legitimately be like oh my god lex luger just like walked in here so like i i kind of got that because it, it, yeah, pre yeah. it presented itself kind of like that where he just walked in and the thing i love too is sting's music is still playing and the bell doesn't even ring and Luger walks in like he didn't do a run in right he just walked there like before like because he could have easily they could have made him do a run in like halfway through the match but he just mm -hmm. walked out he and just strolled in, like into the and he was just chilling fans. it was great and, yeah. and it was and it was kind of cool because like <laughs> he didn't said this is funny too he goes when he first saw him he said he goes this is just unabashed arrogance and i'm like <laughs> <laughs> like he's not even talking it's just great <laughs> but like he i don't know it, it, the way they presented this it was really cool because like it's so like luger came out of nowhere and like you said eight days ago he was on SummerSlam, mm -hmm. and they they like you said bischoff was great at being like reality tv and being like hey um get the cameras off him i don't know why he's here type of thing yep 
Yeah. But yeah. Excellent. Um, so from there, okay, so getting into the match. This, and I don't know about you, buddy, but watching modern wrestling and longing for the old days, mm-hmm. there are, I guess I want to say, basics of psychology and basics of just performance, basic yep. moves. It's not good enough anymore. But when you see two guys like Sting and Flair do start the match with a crisscross, Sting's leapfrogging, yep. more crisscross, and it ends with a press slam. It's just it's just so great. And, and they be, do everything oh so clean and crisp and perfect. Dude, and 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 it, and that's why like I don't it's just it it was so refreshing to see this because it's like it's so it's such a simple it's such a simple like format. You send Sting out there, you're massively over babyface. You send Flair out there, the best seller in the business, best worker in the business, and you just let him do that thing for ten minutes or whatever it was. Mm-hmm. And that's like what you got. You got Flair selling like a champ and Sting getting his offense in and with a comeback at the end. And that's all it was. It was just press slams. It was just a little bit yeah. of chain wrestling. It was just body slams and Flair would sell it like he'd sell it. He'd do his begging spots. He'd do the t- there was test of strengths. They, like the whole match was pretty much Flair selling Sting's press slams. Yes, but it was but the way that so it, simple. But the way that they formatted it and the way that it worked out psychologically was it was so it was like you said simple, but like they still drew you in. Like you knew what to expect, but you didn't care because it was great. Like it's just two great workers going out there and doing their thing, and mm-hmm. like it's it, it it it's so it's just exactly like the old school what we long for. Like you said, it's so perfect. It, it, it's it's a formula that should never have been messed with because it's so easy and so simple. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I don't know why you would want to progress from something that's like so simple and exactly and nice. But yeah. So the other thing too about it, they did the the whole crisscrossing back and forth to open it, mm-hmm. and then what slowed it down, like the ebbs and flows of it. Mm-hmm. What slowed it down was a simple thumb to the eye by Flair. Yep. And then he started chopping, and you know Sting is selling, and then Sting starts no selling, and it picks up again, and then Flair takes them out to the outside and it slows down again. Yep. You know, it's just that up and down, nice and easy, you know. And it's and it something and that's lost today. It's it's like it's just it's so simple. It's like how does it get lost? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and another thing I noted too is Sting, I don't know if you saw this. The first within the first crisscrossing, he does a leapfrog and he does his woo like in the middle of him leapfrog. Yes. It was yes. great. I was just like, oh my god. <laughs> I actually think, like, I marked out for Sting this entire match. Like, when he does a Stinger splash, I kind of, like, for some reason, like, it's just, it's amazing. The camera angle or something they do, it looks great. Mm-hmm. Like, I love it. Flair's cyst was there. I don't know if you saw that. It was in yes. its early <laughs> stages, but it was there a little bit. <laughs> the infancy stages of the cyst. The infancy stages of the cyst. For all of you that don't know, Ric Flair had a cyst on his back right of his back for probably like six years and he just never took care of it but it was really small here but by like 98 it'll be gigantic and you'll be able to yes. see it yes we'll but keep it was, an eye on the cyst we'll yes. report on the we'll, cyst we'll, we'll let you know about the cyst but it was there <laughs> so so as the match is continuing on eventually Arn Anderson comes out and this should be noted like as we go through you had the opening match and then you had the Sting thing, the Hogan Sting, or the Hogan thing, and then you had Luger, and now you have Arn. So they're basically, I think there's Eric probably had this in his head. We're gonna throw the whole menu at the new viewer of Nitro. Yep. Because Raw's not on. So I think this was great too. But Arn comes in, and uh, you know the announcers are 
talking that him and Flair are at odds. So at this point, we know there there's no horsemen at this point. Yeah. But here's <coughs> excuse me. Here's where the booking problems come in for Nitro. Arn goes in. Yeah. Slides into the ring and he doesn't touch anybody. The bell yep, rings. Dude, I that was I was literally like, why did why was there a disqualification? He didn't touch any like because at the time, especially like because this is the first thing we watched. Like I know that announcers are putting it over, but like we didn't know he was gonna hit Flair. But for some reason, the bell rings. Like he could have easily hit Sting and right and like they immediately are just like, oh, Ric Flair uh, wins by DQ because Arn hit him. But he like got like guys, he literally slid in the ring as the bell's ringing. Mm-hmm. It would, it w- they jumped the gun so much on it. Like they, and all with root insurance, you have the power to control your own rates and that could save you a lot of money. Root is a new type of car insurance that looks deeper than traditional insurers by using the sensors in your smartphone to understand important details about how you actually drive. That's how root is able to give better drivers a better price. Here's how it works. Just download the root app, get on the road and we'll give you a quote. Learn more at joinroot.com. Disclaimers may apply. See joinroot.com for details. They had to do was wait five seconds before he hit Flair. But sure. They didn't. For some reason, they didn't. They just they just rang the bell. But I mean, yeah. Arn I'm, and Arn, like I said, as a first person viewing, like first time, it's just like I don't know why they would do that. But I I I, I think that because I, it was I, I don't know if it was a like it's a booking issue, but I think maybe that they. Maybe they jumped the gun with assuming maybe because maybe they thought like because like for instance if people were watching WCW Saturday Night for the past month mm-hmm. maybe they would have like those viewers if he slides in the ring they're like oh he's gonna hit Flair but we didn't know that right so it's right. just a complete goof on their part honestly to just blow the the or ring the bell instantly right and also at this point I was thinking to myself in '95 did they have because I know a lot of the old territories some of them I want to say maybe. Maybe mid south or maybe Florida. I can't remember, but yeah. some of them would DQ immediately if somebody just ran into the ring. Like boom, it was over. Right. So I was thinking to myself, maybe WCW at this point was doing that, but but as we go <laughs> to the next show that we're about to do, it's no, no, <laughs> no it's just a screw up. It was entire. It was such a screw up. Because I actually I thought the same thing. I was like, oh, maybe that's a DQ. Should I Google it? And I was like, nah, I'll just see what happens. And sure enough, it was just a goof. <laughs> yeah, just a goof. But anyway. Uh, from there, he has the exchange with Flair. Some punches are exchanged. Flair takes off. Yep. And while that's going on on the one side of the ring, the other side of the ring, Scott Norton shows up. Right. Gets in the face of McMichael at ringside by the commentary table. Mm-hmm. And then out comes, oh, yeah, the Macho Dude, Man comes over. I love the... I, I'm, I, mm. I love Macho. And basically... He he gets in his face and he goes, "You want a reputation? How about Macho Man Randy Savage? <laughs> Is that good enough for you? <laughs> you dig?" And he, he looks him right in the eyes. Yep. Dude, how good was he? Oh dude. my god, dude! He he literally at all times he looked insane, but you loved yep. like he he was he was the best. But here's the thing about this segment that I was like, I, I don't know if a lot of people know who Scott Norton is. So I think it was like kind of cool in a sense where like when he jumped the railing he it was kind of like oh like uh, especially because it was happening as this arn thing's going on mm-hmm. like it, it's once again it's one of those bischoff things where he's presenting things kind of realistically like reality mm-hmm. tv yep. Yep. so that's why i loved it because he jumped the thing and i know like bischoff said um get security out here like 18 times 
which yes uh, it, it became a little bit of overkill but at the same time like he's still trying he like he's very good at not losing sight of like we're reality tv that's what i'm going for type of thing yes and it's also cool that you know in hindsight it's in a mall yeah so why wouldn't some of these exactly. guys start showing up out of exactly nowhere? like he's a gene like he he is a genius for that he yep. really is like that's the best way to present your show in a mall is have people run in like crazy and ask for security so the the other good part another great transition kudos to bischoff as he's looking at norton calling for security saying get out here get out here he's, he goes he goes we have another new guy debuting soon it's gonna be sabu <laughs> and it just goes right into a like the a sabu video for sabu I, let, like, before we I get to the Lord, because you had three you have like three angle yeah. involving five different it's just like boom 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 row. it's tv yeah. it's like what people want to watch but, but before we talk about sabu quickly right uh, i don't know if you saw this spot too so like they're all right there he's talking to norton norton's in mongo's face macho climbs up on the top rope and it's like an aerial um shot and you can see macho on the turnbuckle and everyone's on the floor right in front of him and he almost falls like his arms are moving and he and you have to see him like catch himself and he almost falls on top of all of them like 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 literally like funny enough like a sabu dive like he almost accidentally does that and he has to like catch himself and he falls backwards a little bit and it's great but yeah right into the sabu thing yep right into the sabu it's uh, it's hype. it's like what 30 seconds of just highlights yeah, just sabu. highlights of that's all it is but they said yeah. he'll be here next week Yep. Which is the main thing. Yeah. So from there, here we main go. <laughs> is in the ring announcing the motorcycle winner, which I thought was interesting. Yes. And why did I think this was interesting? Dude, there's no, this is 95. Like, okay, this is no, that could have been done in a tweet today. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. It's really interesting to realize, okay, wait a minute. This is like 95. <laughs> like this is this is normal for back then it's like yep. oh like because like you're we're watching it and we're like oh this is kind of weird but it's not at all it's like it, it, it's totally on brand for 95. yeah exactly the motorcycle winner was announced by mean gene cool. yeah that's all it is <laughs> <laughs> so from there and this is this will be interesting on the next show but mm -hmm. we have a little promo in the back from mr wall street yep. michael wall street who was irs in WWF, who is Mike Rotunda? Mm -hmm. uh, just cuts a simple promo that he's he's now arrived in WCW. Did, did you notice that he kept saying "new generation" a lot? Yes, he was talking, which obviously was a direct thing at um, Vince. Vince, yep. because he was calling Diesel and Sean and all that new and Razor all new generation. But he kept mm -hmm. saying about why go to the new generation when he said something about like then keep the old generation or something. Right. when the old generation's still going or something. I don't know. It was a clear, direct shot at Vince. And it was kind of like, it was just a little promo, but it, it didn't really do much for me personally. It was just kind of like, whatever. Just and a I think, troll job. Yeah, I think it was, I think what made it worse was the direct shots. At, like, because it wasn't needed. Like, why Why the slick new generation talk? Like, it's weird. Right. It was just weird. Yeah, and getting, getting to that, we're going to come back to that in about a minute. Yep. The main event of the show begins. It is the WCW world title holder Hulk Hogan versus Big Bubba Rogers, who was big boss man in WWF. Yep. Um, this was a typical Hogan boss man show match that, that's from a, that, 88. That's exactly. I literally put crowd loses their minds at Hogan. Classic Hogan match. That's yeah. it. He just posed. He bumped. Heel heat on Bubba. Mm -hmm. Dude, I did know there was a great spot in this that I like kind of I literally laughed out loud. You know, like the Brett bump when he gets whipped into the corner and he hits his chest really hard and falls backwards. Yes, Big Bubba did that. 
but he hit like so hard because he's like 300 pounds 350 pounds whatever and he didn't bump backwards like on his back either he just hit the he hit the post yeah, he as hard it. as he could it was yep. just great i just thought it was great like i had to note that but yeah i mean classic oh i also noted mongo kept saying calling heen and bobby hernia this match i think he said it four Ugh. times i don't know why i don't get it were, were you surprised that hogan is not as stale yet people are losing their minds for him dude like i know it's 95 it's not quite like 96 mm-hmm. but the crowd was losing their minds for him so they, i was a they little were, like but yeah at this point uh, okay at this point um i'm a little bit surprised yeah just because it's midnight it's late 95 more like because it's september it's late 95 mm-hmm. yeah also jimmy hart was there I was a little surprised to see Hogan with Jimmy Hart because I know they came in together, I think, when Hogan first signed. Mm-hmm. But does Hogan really need Jimmy Hart? You know what I mean? No, yeah, and that's interesting. I was like, huh, all right. I was like, he needs a manager. I'm like, he's literally the biggest megastar up to that point in the business. I'm like, I don't think he needs a manager. but Yeah, good point. Very good point. Um, post-match. The Dungeon of Doom comes out and attacks Hogan. Macho Man comes out, mm-hmm. and Sting comes out, and Lex Luger comes out. Yep. So the Dungeon of Doom, why they came out, this is setting up the uh, is Fall Brawl, right? Is that next? Fall Brawl, yeah. War Games. War Fall Games Brawl. at Fall Brawl. So yep. Hogan, Team Hogan versus Team Dungeon of Doom. Dungeon of Doom, Zodiac, a.k.a. Brutus of Beefcake with a... With a <laughs> <laughs> it's just... It's so silly. It's, it's so silly. Kamala... As Kamala, like that was just normal Kamala. Mm-hmm. Shark, aka Earthquake, but they named him Shark. And then what's his face? Giant, right? Or no, well, Giant, yeah, but he wasn't here, was he? Well, Shark was Avalanche, wasn't he? At this yeah, point? right. He was Avalanche, and then they made him Shark. Okay, right. He right, used okay. to be Earthquake in yes WWF, WWF. In like the late eighties, early nineties. But was the fourth? Uh, is it was Giant in the Giant wasn't in the ring, but I think he's the fourth in the match. Okay. Um, but I know, obviously, the Taskmaster, a.k.a. Kevin Sullivan, he was in the ring. He's their leader. Yes. Is he booking, by the way, at this point? I don't I think he's booking. Up. I don't think Who he's is booking, booking this. I don't know, but I, I think Sullivan comes earlier 96. Okay. Because I know that he was kind of head of booking when Hall and Nash came in. Um, mm. But I, I don't I don't know if he's head yet. I don't know who is. It could still it could still be Flair, dude, because it's it only 95. Right. But I don't know if it is or not. But it is silly. It's very silly. Because, like, he... But at the same time, it's kind of like, what would they do with these guys if they didn't weren't in, like, a silly Dungeon of Doom stable? <laughs> it's true. So It's true, yeah. It's basically, like, what would you do with them? Well, that's probably why they're together. Because exactly. Because they're, like, four rejects. Like, yeah. Um, here's the good news. This promo spot is something that we don't see a lot in wrestling today. Yeah, I agree. The hook... It's all about the hook. Mm-hmm. So how how are you gonna how are you gonna hook the people to come and come on back next week? This was good because Lex Luger starts talking. Why are you here? What do you what do you want? You know, obviously. And uh, we mentioned a few minutes ago, they started taking shots at WWF. Like Lex said, uh, "I don't want to be playing." How did he put it? I don't want to be playing with the kids. I want to play with the big boys. Yeah, he said, and he said, he said, "I've beaten who you've beaten." I've been where you've I've been. been. Where you've been. 
It was it was actually a great promo, and I'm not a big Lex fan. Like it was, it yeah. actually made me want to watch next week. I was never like, a big Lex fan either. I, I loved at one point because <laughs> Luger slides and he's and he's talking to him, and you hear Macho. He's not really on the mic, but he goes, "I told you he had an ulterior motive," and it's yeah. just like, <laughs> it's just like it's so great. Like the fact that you have Sting, Mach, Luger, and Hogan in the same ring, it was pretty cool to watch. And I'm not even a big Lex guy. No, the really the ulterior really motive cool. is coming next week. Uh, yes I, we're gonna break that whole section down but yeah yes. you're right he's great but um yeah so this right here hogan just says you know we don't have to wait a week we don't have to wait a month we can do it next week and that's where the hook is so they they're gonna have the brand new guy that was on SummerSlam fight in the title picture uh next week yep versus hogan that's it and it's and it it, it was like I noted, like it it was actually a surprisingly good promo from Lex. Like I said, yeah, um, Hogan. It's not hard to make Ho like anything he does. People are like, oh my god, but I, I loved the chaoticness of just this too. Like I loved the cha like for some reason it it wasn't. I don't even want to call it organized chaos, but it was pretty. Mm -hmm. Like it was just the whole the whole show was pretty chaotic. But they did the big angles that Bischoff needed to get through. I think they did really well for being live, first time big TV prime time. I think they did really well for a lot of this stuff um like Definitely. like the show dude I, I wrote down like just talk about building some heat because you got luger hogan next week macho norton um arn and flair like that alone is enough for me to watch next week mainly yes. i mean i don't really care about norton at this point but at the same time maybe if i was watching back then i'd be like who is this guy yeah um, so i'd probably watch but even just arn and flair and luger and hogan because luger and hogan hadn't happened to that point because even Luger, late 80s, early 90s, was in WCW when Hogan was in WWF. Yeah, and then they flipped. And flip, they flipped, flip, pretty much. Yep. Yeah. So that never really happened. So that was like... Uh, it was... Because he was supposed to be Hogan 2.0. So it was great to see that. Um, yeah, the other thing, too, is uh, it was a good promo from Lex. And Hogan's always going to deliver. Yeah. But, I, you know, I believed them when they were yep. talking to each other. I believed yep. them. It was nice to, to watch something and be invested in it <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> like imagine too back in the, like if we were watching this at per the live time 95 we would have no knowing of what's coming next and we would have no social media we'd have nothing we'd be like dude this is like luger and hogan next week for the title like yes mm -hmm. please yeah and that's the thing so i i made a note at the bottom of the page here wcw wasn't playing around mm -hmm. this encompasses like the next three, four years of what's going to happen on Nitro or in WCW. Because if you look at like from top to bottom, the cruiserweight match yep. kicking off, the surprises mm -hmm. with Lex and then Norton later, Sting and Flair, obviously, second match, Hogan, Big Bubba. Like it's it's all there it's, yeah. on this show. It, it's all there. It's the cor it's the cornerstones of because it, it's crazy because like when you watch Monday Night War or whatever Bischoff is talking about, you know, wanting to book reality, like you think that he just means NWO, but he started from day one, like yeah. booking a reality based TV storyline show, and I was like, dude, that's because like I was literally surprised that there was this many run-ins, like he like you like and the cruiserweight thing surprised me too because you wait because it's only ninety five. Jericho and yeah. Guerrero and Mysterio and Juventud and all those guys aren't there till like late 96, 97. Yeah, they're a ways away. So yeah. they got like they got like at least a year. Mm -hmm. And you, he's already there like 
do he's already booking cruiserweights and it's like wow dude i i, I was just I, I honestly was surprised that they made this well did this well of a show first day like live tv like anything. yeah but I, I thought they did great like honestly i thought the show uh, like sure the wrestling is what it is like sting actually sting i'll take like sting and flair was awesome it was, was awesome yep and it was i think it was like what 10 minutes or something maybe not even but I mean, honestly, I'll say this about Hogan and Luger wrestling wise too. They did better than I thought they would. Kind of, they were they were quick with each other, or not 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 Hogan and um Hogan and Bubba. Hogan and Bubba, like yeah. they did, like because I I was like, oh, Bubba's gonna shit the bed. I literally said, I was like, but it, it it served its purpose, you know what I mean? So I was like, okay, like I was invested. I wasn't like, all right, I'm gonna go take a pee, kind of thing, you know what I mean? Right, yeah, yeah. Like it did, it's it solid. did its fine, it and solid. and Liger and pillman alone was awesome and hadn't really been seen before so I, I really think top to bottom they did a good show especially when you look at the fact that trying to build heat i think that they did a really good job mm -hmm. yeah i agree i agree so like i said in the beginning i didn't see this live in 95 as a youngster i wasn't alive you wasn't alive you wasn't here i wasn't here but i have seen this later and it's been a long time since i've seen this first nitro but it's better than i remember it i i because i've seen it too but like years ago like five years ago and i agree with you it's better than usual be better for some reason i don't know why maybe it's because we're our taste or not our taste but we're conditioned differently now than we were maybe. five six years ago mm -hmm. but you know what it 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 was a good show yeah and like like i would argue it's like a really good show just for the fact dude it was 46 minutes or 52 minutes something like that yeah, they did all of that. He, you had three major storylines. <laughs> that's true. Yeah. Fifty-two minutes. We don't even get that in three hours of TV. <laughs> like that's crazy. That's so true. Bro. That is crazy, guys. That's a great point. Yeah, and it was entertaining. Like it had sprinkles of you know just flat-out entertainment. Yeah, for real, it, it did. So yeah, man, I'm interested to see too. Um, while the war was happening, I was full bore WWF guy. Yeah, all the way. And then NWO came and then I was like, all right, they're kind of cool, but I'm not going to say that too loud because I'm a WWF guy. Right. Right. Yeah. And then they turned Sting. And I was like, oh, that's pretty cool. <laughs> and, and then, of course, there was like the cruiserweights. Oh, yeah, they're pretty good, too. I mean, we should get some of those guys over here in yep. WWF. Right. So I'm interested to go through and see if I, I, if I, I have I, the same reaction to it or if I flip a little bit. Knowing you, I, I think you'll flip because I no like I didn't watch any of that stuff live because like I said I wasn't alive like mm -hmm. I was born in two thousand so I like WCW was garbage by the time I was born and I was obviously not even one so like I wasn't watching wrestling but um like it going back and watching things I, anytime I've seen a WCW show I've tended to enjoy that more than. Mm. W well not not like necessary like i don't want to say that but like at least from 95 to 97 when the ratings were good yeah like at, like i could see why the ratings were better so i'm interested this will this will be a fun a fun podcast that we're doing here because we're going to really be able to go to take a trip down memory lane and i think it'll change our opinions on a lot of things because mm -hmm. I, like mine's already getting changed like i i hate luger and i was like after seeing him here i'm like i'm excited <laughs> to watch him wrestle you know what i mean like it's fine like yeah it's cool to it's cool to see that but i mean and keep i'm gonna prep like before it all falls apart this this first nitro kind of falls apart next week um yeah a little next bit show. Yeah. a little bit so we'll hopefully that doesn't keep up but we'll get to that on the next episode but um yeah yeah so as we go through we're gonna 
I guess, right? We'll do Nitro and Raw, and we'll do side by side comparisons, segment by segment, and then we'll we'll decide which one we liked better. I guess that week. So this week, uh, Nitro was the winner. Poor Raw, obviously going. Hey, here's another thing too. I don't know going alone, going just, solo, solo. I, I I felt bad. Well, I don't feel bad, but like, what is Vince doing? He's giving free eyes on Nitro. I I mean, it was probably the network. But, like, I feel like he should push a little bit, at least for their first episode, to be like, hey, like, let's split the fan base. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. For, Do you know uh, why? Because if you, if you go on the network and you go over to the Raws, yeah. there was one, like, obviously before SummerSlam. But I think it was, like, August 11th. Yeah. They skipped. So they they skipped, just skipped two weeks or what? Yeah, because he was starting the fall season. Like, I, I think it was because, like, they were starting the new contract with USA or whatever. Okay. Okay. But still, bro, like, you, like just start it early or something. And don't be surprised. I'm honestly like, I, I we could just Google this. I wouldn't be surprised if they were in Europe or something, and they just didn't want to take. They didn't have the time to produce it, so they were That's like, possible we're, to me, like, yeah. like, because you know how they were. But either way, I think Vince really dropped the ball on letting this, especially with how good it was. Um, yeah. like he really dropped the ball with just being like, okay, they're gonna be, you know, they're they're not gonna have competition this week. But I definitely think there's probably new fans made. I'll say that. Um, yeah, I would. I would think so. So I, I like 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 we said like good show really built heat three major storylines started Mongo's garbage he needs to really he needs to leave <laughs> dude he is bad I love teen and on commentary yeah. Bischoff like he's fine he does the job if you notice though like I would prefer if Bischoff like I know why he was the announcer for a while because he wanted to do things his way but like Shivani would have been probably better or whoever else because. If you notice, he's get he gets kind of distracted. Like there's a lot going on for him to handle. I think, mm. like like think about if mm. Jr. was just like just sit Jr. Shivani there, they can focus on the matches. Bischoff always seems like he's like all right, bang bang, like his like and for good reason. I'm not saying like he didn't do his job well. I'm saying like he had so much going on. It's weird to me that he like I, like I, but Vince did it for a while, but he just seems distracted at points. Like he's not really focusing on the match. You know what I mean? Mm. Yeah. But, well, I I know I've heard Eric talk about um. I believe he made the the choice to do commentary because he thought it was too southern. Right. And he wanted to, you know, compete with Vince, so he felt like he had to get the the that voice, that southern feel and the southern voice off. And I think that was now that could just be Eric being Eric, like he right. wanted the spot whatever, but I mean, I I, I, I understand. I mean, it makes sense. It makes sense. I mean, if you if you want to go northern, I'm sure him and Heenan alone is like just because Heenan's been on WWF TV for the past how long? You know what I mean. Mm-hmm. I I think like I think he accomplished that well. Um, Mongo just shouldn't be there, dude. Just do a two man booth at that point. Like he like if you want to have him be in storylines and stuff, that's fine. And if you want to have him wrestle, that's fine. I'm sure it, it. I'm sure he's bad at that too. But like, yeah. dude, there's no like if you notice in the matches too, he literally c- compares everything to to football. And it's like, dude, don't you, can't you, like, he can't talk mm-hmm. about anything else. There's, yeah. He can't talk about anything else. And I kind of feel bad because I'm sure Bish gave him a ridiculous amount of money, so he felt like he had to use him somehow. But, um, yeah, I, all in all, good show. Um, yeah, I agree. 2.5, 2.5. which is pretty good, I think, for the for the start. Um, I think, I'm sure Bischoff was happy. I, I enjoyed watching it. It was a good 46 or 52 minutes, whatever it was, of wrestling. I yep. thought I literally sting and flare like for having 10 minutes or eight minutes, whatever they had, dude, they put on a clinic as far as like how to like, that should be like a match where you're like, guys, you have eight minutes on TV, watch this match, go do that. 
Like right. I mean, they should show yeah. that to everybody. Yep. Um, but yeah, good show all in all. I thought. Yep. Pasta mania yep. ran wild. Pasta mania, brother. It's in his. <laughs> it's in his brain. He didn't say veins. He said brain. <laughs> like, dude, did you mess up or like, did you mean to say that? I'm like, dude, you're. I, it was great though. Like pasta mania. Come on, dude. <laughs> what do you think they wrote in for that segment? Like on the on the board in the back, like pasta mania Hogan. <laughs> Probably. Like Probably Hogan, me, Hogan, meet me at the kiosk. <laughs> pasta mania. But yeah, you got anything else to say, Broski? Uh, no, I think that'll that'll about do it. Good show. Two point five. We'll keep an eye on the ratings. Yep. Uh, yeah, I thought it was very very good for their first show. Yep, I did too. So, all right. So this was the first episode of the Monday Night Marks podcast. Um, this will be on Spotify, Apple Music, all your streaming services, on YouTube, Spreaker. It's what we're based out of, born and raised Spreaker. Oh, yeah. Yeah, pal. Yeah. Um, so next week, stick with us. Um, well, not th- th- not next week. Well, this will be out. This won't be out next week. But um, we are going to look at the um, next show. Next show. Next show. Head to head. We're going to look at head to head Nitro versus Raw. And this is the first head-to-head of all time, so that'll be interesting to see. Um, keep in mind, Raw's taped, Nitro's live, so that'll be fun to get into. But yeah, um, thank you guys so much for listening. Follow us on Twitter, all that stuff. And uh, yeah, I'm, I'm your boy Max, a.k.a. Lil Q. This, that was Hollywood Edwards, the ledge, the ledge himself. Ledge. ledge. Goated. 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 Ask White. I'm goaded. Ha- hashtag Ask White. <laughs> get it trending. But yeah, thanks for, for thanks for listening, guys. Um, catch us on the next episode of Monday Night Marks, and uh, we'll see you later. Later. The best in internet and entertainment is here, and it's all powered by Xfinity for one unbelievable value. Introducing breakthrough Wi-Fi speed, now faster than a gig. That's enough to handle every device in the house and then some. And with X1, you get access to live TV and top streaming apps. Upgrade today with Xfinity. Check out our internet and TV offers. And now through March 15th, ask how to get a free upgrade to gig speed for a year. Now 20% faster. Go online, call 1-800-XFINITY, or visit a store today. Restrictions apply. Actual speeds vary and not guaranteed. Gig offer limited to standard plus more with two-year agreement and compatible X5 gateway. With Root Insurance, you have the power to control your own rates, and that could save you a lot of money. Root is a new type of car insurance that looks deeper than traditional insurers by using the sensors in your smartphone to understand important details about how you actually drive. That's how Root is able to give better drivers a better price. Here's how it works. Just download the Root app, get on the road, and we'll give you a quote. Learn more at joinroot.com. Disclaimers may apply. See joinroot.com for details.